podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Post Match Raw on the latest edition of Post Match Raw ever because 8.15 kickoffs for some reason in the FA Cup. Why not? Uh, thank you for that, FA. Um, but I am joined by Lisa Marie. How are you doing, Lisa Marie? I'm doing fine. It's not as late here on the other side of the Atlantic, so sun's still up, as a matter of fact. I, now you're talking about showing off. That's just showing <laughs> Uh, and we also have Stephen. Stephen, it's not sunny here. It's very, very dark. It's not been sunny for a while here, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe give it a month or so. Um, but yeah, I'd, regardless of the weather, Liverpool are through in the FA Cup. I, I think it's the quarterfinals next. I it just seems to randomly turn into finals and semi-finals. But I'm pretty sure it's the quarterfinal. We have just beaten Norwich 2-1, which is lovely. In a bit of a, a bit of a dull game, let's be fair, but these are these rounds of the FA Cup tend to be. But uh, and, Lisa, and honestly, I mean guy, yeah. wouldn't anything be dull after Sunday? That's true. You go from the best nil nil ever to a pretty comfortable two one victory. It's it's not the same, is it? It's not the same. No, no. But that's okay. They can't all be exciting. That's what makes the exciting ones even more exciting. That's true. I'll take a nice, easy 2-1 on Saturday, to be fair. Any, any day of the week. Amen. Exactly. Um, but uh, we'll get into the starting 11. I'll stick with you, Lisa Marie. It, obviously, a lot of changes for, from the weekend because we did play 120 mins. But uh, it, it didn't look... It, it's not what it was earlier in the season where we had a lot of youngsters playing. Um, it was... Everyone was recognisable. Everyone's played first team minutes this uh, this season. Agreed. Um, I you know when I first saw it, I was kind of like, like well, I mean, we knew there were going to be a lot of changes. I mean, that was that was to be expected. I was yeah, I was when I first saw both Henderson and Milner, I was kind of like, oh wait a minute. But then when I realised Henderson was meant to play the six, I felt a lot better about the midfield. So because my initial you know just knee-jerk reaction was hmm but um but yeah then realizing hindo would be the six i felt i felt better for that so yeah it was it wasn't maybe exactly the 11 i was expecting but i i expected there to be a lot of changes so it didn't yeah it wasn't really a shock was it um steven coming to you on on the team i mean not not a lot of surprises. I think most people would have would have maybe picked that. Maybe a couple of changes. Maybe Milner given a rest or something like that. But 
I think Simakash you would have expected to start. We we knew about Allison before the game. Um, front three almost picked itself. Maybe some maybe some people asking for Cade, um, but it's still a pretty strong team overall. We got to see um, Simakash doing his Moreno impression down the left, and really really enjoyed that. We got to see okay. really enjoyed Grandpa Milner. You know. Playing a bit of vets football where no one's allowed to tackle him. Um, apart from you know the goal, I really enjoyed the centre back pairing tonight. I think we're starting to see now that Joe's role's basically back up to VVDs and it or back up to everybody. Mm-hmm. He's turning into a modern day Cara, just plays everywhere. So, and the rest of the team was kind of as expected. Um, yeah, it was fine. You know, sometimes you see the lineup, and you're just like. Yeah, it's fine. There were players like Fabinho. So, like, seeing Hendo play in the six was good because I didn't want to see Fabinho anywhere near the match tonight. So, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about it. Stephen, I'll stick with you. A player we've pretty much got to discuss quite a lot this season with with us two doing most of the uh, domestic cup games. It is Curtis Jones, and he starts off... um, the game quite well. I well, well, can't read my bloody text. Eight minutes in, I think he hits the bar. But uh, even in even in the entire first half, he, he's probably the player of the half. And I think we've discussed it throughout the season. Really, he's kind of a divisive player, but the the, the talent's clearly there. And I think that's what the first half shown. Yeah, I mean, apart from Taki's goals, I thought the first half was the CJ show. Right, um, he cro- hits the crossbar in what eight minutes, a couple of. Minutes. He's played a ball through to Jota, hasn't quite come off, but and then a couple of minutes after his shot, he's had another couple of good moments, um, putting it back for Tacky and after a terrible corner. But I just think all all the good things were. And hopefully yeah. we'll see, see more games like that. Well, hopefully his injury is not too bad because. It was a thigh injury, apparently. I'm not sure who started that, because I was mainly not listening to the commentators, because they were very boring. Um, but we'll talk about that more for people who had the UK coverage. Um, but Lisa Marie, I mean, Curtis Jones, he, he's a... I'll go with weird player, but it seems to be... That, I always say this, there seems to be camps where... You either really love him or you really hate him, and there's people in the middle with every player. But with Jones, it seems to go game to game how he performs, which you kind of expect for a 20-something-year-old midfielder. Yeah, and I I think it seems like people are trying to almost pigeonhole him to a certain type or to a certain role or to a certain place. And as you just said, he's he's 20, 20, he may have turned 21, um, but he's still very young. He's still developing. I, you know, I don't think we can decide that this is the type of player he's going to be. This is how he's going to play. This is where he's going to play at at this point in his development. I think, I think there's there's still a lot to develop from him. And and I, yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't play every game wonderfully well, but again, that that plays into he is still a developing player. But you know, I just love that that he's afraid to try. You know, he's 
he's not afraid to try things, you know, and, and he just looks so comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, I will, I will confess that I missed a, a little bit of, of the first half. I mean, I had the game on, but I had a work phone call come in that I had to take. So, um, but yeah, so I didn't really see per se how, how, or when he got injured to, to realize You know, he- I like I like watching Curtis play, and and there did seem to be a period, I guess, earlier this season where, and maybe it was after he came back from the eye injury, where he just looked a little off. But again, he you know he had gone a pretty long period of time without playing, so I I think people kind of forget stuff like that. Um, you know that if players been out for a couple of months, they're not going to walk back onto the field and, and be right back where they were to begin with. Yeah, that's a good point about the eye injury because it seemed to. I can't remember. Did it, I think it happened in training, didn't it? And then he was just missing for so, weeks. Yeah. On, yeah, he was just missing for weeks on end. So it, it must have been quite severe. So yeah, it, it's good that well, it's good that he's not blind for a start. But yeah, it must have been, it must have taken a while to come back. And hopefully, this is him finding his feet, and hopefully, the injury isn't too um, too serious uh, as well. Because if he plays like that, it'll be very useful. I think there's. I think Sam Maguire did an article on the site talking about whether he should be loaned out, and may, maybe that's what we kind of got to decide with the uh, with the remaining games left in the season. But uh, yeah, yeah, Stephen. I mean, Stephen, just to finish on Curtis Jones, he's obviously useful to us, but uh, loaned out next season. I think there's an argument either way, but I'd be interested to see him playing 30 odd games a season for another for a team. I think he stays. Um, I'm not convinced that we're going to keep all of our current midfield. And I think that there are lots of games like today where players, where teams play a deeper line and our front three don't get as much room. And today really suited him because the room was all in the midfield. Like Hendo was all right today because he wasn't getting pressed. And Curtis was really good today because he got room to be progressive. He either made room by taking a player on or he was just, you know, in acres of space and he was making good decisions. And I think the more time he spends training day in, day out with Thiago, he'll pick up those traits of that little lovely little turn Thiago does when he wins the ball. Not wins the ball, when he receives the ball. And he'll pick up those traits of when to hold it a way to be progressive a bit more quickly because sometimes he holds it a bit too long or sometimes he releases a bit, a little bit too quickly. But I think these games against Norwich, against teams that play a deep block, against teams where picking up the ball from the halfway and trying to make something happen, I think he's a good. I think it's good to have him in the team, and I think we'll need players like him to break teams down. But also, it's a good opportunity for him. So I, yeah, I think he should stick around. As I say, I can see both sides, but it would be... I'm not sure what team it would be. I mean, people usually say Brighton or something like that in that situation, but maybe Villa, obviously Gerard connections, but uh, they have their own prospects in that position. would be interesting, but yeah, if he stays, I'm, I'm not I'm not annoyed by that, and I don't think anyone really would be, uh, seriously. Um, I've just closed my notes like a silly person. Hold up, people. <laughs> Every time. The live recording, there we go. Um, Norwich have a chance. Uh, well, kind of. I think it's Placetta, or however you say his name. Um, did a nice turn. Pookie has a bit of a crap shot. Uh, Simicas has a nice uh, shot blocked for a nice Jimbo cross. 
But Lisa Marie, Minamino loves a domestic cup, and yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice little goal. Simicas cross to Origi, who uh, just controls it and lays it off to Taki, a nice finish. I, Minamino just loves the domestic cups. He does, he does, and I really wanted him to get a third today. Um, but yeah, he does like the cups. It's and I don't really know what is different about these games, um, other than I think maybe he just gets a chance to start and, and kind of play himself into the game, as opposed to where he does often in the Premier League games, where he comes on, you know, later on, and maybe he just, you know, doesn't find the rhythm or the tempo that he needs. But but maybe that is it. Maybe that he just, you know, he starts at the beginning and plays his, you know, plays his way into the game. But he does he does love a cup game. I mean. Did I see someone had put that that was his eighth goal? Um, and I think they've all... Oh, no, he did score against Arsenal in the league. So, But I would say they've primarily been cup, cup game goals. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, mostly, yeah. So he does. He does like it. And I just... I like Tacky. I really do. I just really want him to do well. I, and, I, and I can't really put my finger on what it is exactly that I like about him as a player. I don't know if I just... I feel a little bit badly for him that, you know, as he came in and he just never really had a chance to settle properly into the team before, you know, lockdown and all of that, you know, mess or, or what. But but he just he just seems like, you know, you can tell he's very hardworking and he's very, as all of our players are, of course. He looks so happy. But, but he does. <laughs> he does look it's, happy. It's like baby. It's why it's what. It's why I love Bobby. Bobby's always smiling. Tacky today, like, when he's playing well, he's got a big smile on his face and he looks like he's enjoying football. And there's just something really pleasant about watching players enjoying playing football because it's, it's a game, right? So, and, and I think this season, I mean, even, even though he has primarily been playing in the Cups, because he's had much more consistent run of game and run of play, I think it's built his confidence um, quite a bit. So, I mean, I, I felt it was a little bit of a shame that he didn't get to play any on Sunday because, you know, he, he kind of deserved it. But, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah, but but you're right. I think he does I he does seem a bit more relaxed a little bit in his play as the season has gone on. And, and I mean that, and he just, I think he's gained the confidence that, you know, in coming on in these games and doing well and scoring the goals and and everything. So I think that build of confidence has you know helped his play as as of course it would but even in just that you know kind of a little bit of a relaxed manner to where you know he he probably you know tended to come on go show them what i can do and and i that seems to have come out of his you know, underlying play a little bit here in in the last few months in my opinion I, th I think the fact he's consistently playing on the right of the front three now, and we've stopped messing around with him yes. on the left, and that's a false nine. I think it suits him a lot more. And I also think it suits him when he plays with two forwards and not Bobby. Like When his job is to try and be the more creative player, he's ended up scoring more goals because he's getting into more space. When he plays with Bobby, I find they often trip over each other because they both want to make that pass or that move or that room for the team around them. And you know, with you know, Jota's been really, really good this year. By having Jota on the pitch, it just gives him more space. 
and mm. people are kind of taking even though Divi went on holiday after like the 27th minute you know, people are taking Divi a bit more seriously because he's scored some big goals again so I think I think playing with two strikers suits him and yeah I think he was good today I think he linked up really well with CJ before he went off and just enjoyed watching someone enjoying playing football it's always nice, isn't it? Well, and then even, you know, he and Harvey were linking up very well, I felt, you know, in the in you know, in the second half as well. There was some nice um link up play between in and, and I mean even just down the right, even, you know, Milner to Harvey and, and Harvey to, to Tacky. I, I you know, I thought there was some nice little interplay between all three of them there. Yeah, and Ox in the first half, I took down notes around like the nineteenth minute that Ox and CJ were starting to sort of really link up really well and um, there was a, like an ox through ball that led to a corner. I think that side that side works really well. Just Grandpa, Grandpa Milner. <laughs> oh, but I. Yeah, the fingers were Milner. You can't you can't expect him to to do Trent stuff at right back. But yeah, I do. Like you can't. I mean, and, and that was. I said that. I don't remember what when Joe played it right back. Whatever game that was, it was like you can't expect. Or even when Nico would come in and play right back, you, yeah. You know, he's not Trent. It's not fair to judge anyone who plays that position to the same standards as Trent because no one plays that position the same way or as well as as Trent does. And it's it's just unfair in my opinion. So. Um, and you know, and I mean, kind of back to what we were talking about run of games with tacky. I mean, I think that's what Curtis needs as well. And I've been saying, you know, that's what Nico needed. And I mean, he seems from, you know, what I've been seeing has done very well once he's headed over to Fulham because yeah. he's playing consistently. And look, Milner was solid today. Milner didn't do yeah, a lot wrong. There were a couple of times where he, he was too far up the pitch, but that happens to Trent, right? It was just funny watching him attack because there are times where it's like you've just run a bit too far, and now you're rolling. You know, you're wanting a foul, but the reality is, is you just run out of steam and they tackled you. Um, yeah, you can see the fatigue in him at the end of the, a little bit. You know, at the end of the game. Um, but I mean, gosh, when was the last time you played ninety minutes? So. But also, uh, like Norwich gave him too much respect. Like they didn't until he got near to the box, they didn't really <laughs> tackle him. Like he played, Milner played a couple of really good long balls in the match because he had no one within about ten meters. Yes. And we're like, oh, yeah. just I, I joked on text, didn't I? It was like watching Betts rugby where you're not actually allowed to tackle the over sixties. He was just given time and space and left to do his thing. Although there was one, and I can't even tell you where it was in the game. I have made a note in my notes where I'm like, Milner's crosses just don't have. Trent's accuracy, do they? <laughs> to be fair, only like De Bruyne's does in the Premier League. So. Well, again, back to my earlier point, we can't be judging anybody yeah. who played right back on the same standards that we judged Trent. But it was just but, a little yeah. chuckle to myself. He played a really nice long ball to Jota. And like, Jota's on like the left-hand side of the box and Jota decides to dribble into all of the defenders. But he should have played it off to to CJ Jones is in a really good position, you know. That was made from Milner doing a bit of a pendo long ball from that side of the pitch. Like he did some good things today. I'm just being mean because it's Milner and it's he needs to 
That's you are mean, that's why. I yes. And Jotter had a weird game. He doesn't look fit to me, which kind of makes sense because it seems like he was rushed back for the final. Maybe we're just trying to give him some minutes. But Yeah, I I made a note about that, that it was like almost even being out for that injury threw his rhythm off or something. So I don't know if it's that or if, if maybe he's just not 100% back from... What was that? What was his injury? Was it an ankle? I'm not even sure. He just seemed to disappear one day. <laughs> If anyone yeah, knows in the chat, let us know. I thought it was an ankle injury, wasn't it? Because he had a boot on I, for... Ankle seems... Ankle ligaments. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's thought, right. That's right. I mean, he had a funny game. He gave away a silly foul, didn't he, on the 33rd minute I wrote down. Um, there are a few one-twos he tried, but things just weren't coming off for him. But to your point, he need, he, he probably needs some minutes to get some rhythm. And he's one of those players who just... He's looking to goal, doesn't he? And then he... Suddenly, he feels better. So, I think it was good that he got a good, what, almost 80 minutes? Just over 80 minutes. He obviously needs to get something in his legs. And he was he was trying. Like, unlike, honestly, I, I, I forgot if he was playing at one point. He, just, he literally disappeared after his assist <laughs> for the rest of the first half. So, at least he was trying. He was getting to the right, right places. So, hopefully... I mean, for the league, he's got the minutes in his legs and he can have a good training session and be ready to go and terrorise someone. Yeah. How how good was Simicass? I know I, I know I like the Albi comparison, Jake, but Costas was really good today. There were I've got I've got literally Costas Cross written down so many times in the first half. And he played a really, really nice one too towards the end of the um First half where he just cut, he gets blocked when he tries to shoot. It's just it's funny with Simicas because I think I, I was in WhatsApp to to a few mates there, um, and I was saying we've spent about twenty or I think below twenty odd mil on our left backs, and we've probably got two of the best four or five. I mean, Robbo and Cancelo is the top two. However, you want to order them, probably depends on form. Then, phew, I don't think there's loads more options, to be fair. I mean, Chilwell was good, but he's been injured all season. Um, Shaw has been dreadful this season, but he was really good last season. Um, Spurs don't have good players. Tierney's <laughs> quite good. Uh, but I, I genuinely think there's an argument Simicass is a top five left back in the league, and he's, and he's our backup. It's, it, it's good stuff to have, seeing as we didn't have a, left, a good left back from... Bleh. Aurelio yeah, I mean, until Moreno playing, obviously. Like, defensively, he's good. Like there was a, I didn't write down the minutes, my own fault, but there was a point towards the first half where he just runs down. I think the the right side of the tackle and just runs the ball out of play. It literally, just barges him off the ball, and you don't expect to see left backs doing doing that to forwards. Um, and then defensively, he's pretty solid. Going forward, he's really good. I think his crossing is massively underrated and. He could take a decent corner, isn't it? Nice that we've got three good corner takers in the team, considering it felt like we went about a decade without being able to score from a corner. His corners are good, although they're kind of yeah. becoming a bit more. They're becoming a bit more Liverpool as the season's gone on. I think he got like four or three or four assists in like the first few games, and then he keeps hitting the first man like the rest of our players do. 
So, yeah, maybe, maybe we're teaching them wrong. But when Bobby plays, it feels like the ball's going straight to Bobby's head when he takes corners. So I'm, I'm biased, but I thought Costas, I thought Costas was really, really good today. I think he was excellent, and he just he, nothing spectacular. But he was involved in the goals. He was involved in one twos around the box. He was regularly putting in crosses. He pulled it back for Taki on around the 13th minutes, where he smashes it over. Um, well, it's not smashes it over. He smashes it in the top corner. You know, he had a just a really good game. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things he's better at than Robbo. I mean, I'm not saying he's... Yeah, I think he's quite close to Robbo, but I'd always pick Robertson ahead of him. But there is certain things I think Simicat is quite clearly better. I think maybe dribbling at the ball, directly attacking a player, I think he's better at that. And probably his crossing. I think Robbo's better at linking up and stuff like that. But a direct cross, I think Simicat may even be better at that. But it's really good, as I say, having the two the two left-backs. Um but we'll get into the second goal, and Lisa Marie, I'll come to you. At Minamino and and the cup, at, this is a smashing finish. I, I think um, it's a bad, you... it's a badly cleared corner, and then he just puts it top bins. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And actually, I was on the phone for that. I mean, I I was watching it on TV, and I was on the phone with the colleague, and I had to keep myself from going, you know, from going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giving myself away um so no it was and i even actually went back at halftime and i kind of you know rewound the the coverage back so that i could see the build-up play to it because just for a split second when they were kind of celebrating it i was like are they replaying the first goal or did he just score a second one and you know just to make sure that i wasn't you know um, confused for a minute since again I wasn't watching super closely at the time, but no, it was the build-up play to it and everything. It was, it was, it was very, it was very nice, very nice. Be tacky. Yeah, I, someone had his record up in the chat. It was a Simon Brundish tweet: a goal or an assist every eighty-four minutes for Tacky this season. Ten goals as the fifth choice attacker is fucking awesome. That is a quote. Um, yeah, he's had a really good season. It's just, it's we. I think we basically discussed it. It's just weird. Well, not weird because we have the options there. But in the Premier League, he doesn't get any minutes. But you can tell he's a quality player. And obviously, as a starter, he's probably never going to be it at Liverpool. But if he wants to be a squad option and just get us to domestic cup finals, I'm happy for him to stay because he's really, he's a good player. He loves the cups, and that's when he's going to play most of the time. And push comes to shove. If we needed him in the Premier League for a couple games, I think most people would be fine. He's just obviously not at Mo Salah's level, Sadio Mane's level, and probably uh, Jota and um, Louise's level just yet. But as a Premier League player, I have no doubt he could do a job for many clubs in the league. Um, absolutely. And and I think that's, you know, what we're we're seeing more of more right, you know, you know, we're really enjoying this, you know, this period right now where we have we have a squad. We you know as you all were talking about um, Custis, it was like, yeah, I don't, you know, when you see his name on the on the lineup, it's like, okay, cool. You know, you don't you you don't cross your fingers and hope for the best. You're like, yeah, great, you know, that's fine. And and I'm even pretty much feel that way about Tacky. I mean, you know, of course he had to play. I think some he played some of the league games, you know, in January when we were without Salah and Mane, and and I thought, you know, that was. 
that was fine. So I, I do. I hope, you know, there has, I know there's been some talk about him maybe moving on. I don't, I don't want him to. I want him to stay for the very reasons that you just said. Yeah, plus Origi's moving on in the summer by most accounts. Although Origi's been moving on for every summer for years now, so he'll probably be here. Even if he doesn't have a contract, he'll still be at Liverpool summer. But uh, yeah, I think Minamino definitely at the place. Uh, Stephen, your thoughts on the second goal? Fucking brilliant, wasn't it? It just it was a proper smash top bins. Really, really good. Really, really good finish. And it came from a like what we were saying about Costas and a you know, a pretty decent cross from the corner. Uh, I think it's centre half heads it out and it's just it almost looks like it was he was in a position that if the defender cocks it up, he's in a good place to shoot, right? So I think I don't I wouldn't say it's like a training ground move, but I think it was almost expected that with the cross going in so close to the keeper that if a defender heads it away, he's got a plenty of plenty of time and space. And he, yeah, the first time I watched it, I was convinced it was the corner of the box. It's only when I rewatched it, I realised he smashes it in from eight yards out. But really composed finish. And I think I think the big difference is is he seems to be happy and has accepted his role as the sixth attacker now with Diaz coming in. And it's like it's taken the pressure off him, and now he's shooting and scoring. Whereas last, you know. Previous seasons gone by, it's almost like he's felt the pressure of being in for Salah, and he's missed good chances. Whereas this year, he looks a lot more relaxed, and it's it's working for him. I think he's, you know, I love it when you see the laces go through it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but that's basically it for the first half. <laughs> basically, it for the game from our, from our point of view. Um, I, we got a half time. We mentioned it. Jones um, comes off um, for for Elliot. They make a sub as well. Sergeant's on for Placetta, who seems to have a collision with one of the advertising hordens. He might have injured himself. Um, hopefully, he's fine. Hopefully, Jones is fine, as we say. Well, the first thing of the of the second half, Lisa Marie, is Norwich having a chance. <laughs> so that's kind of how the second half went. It, they weren't overly threatened, but Nor- Norwich kind of, well, they had to try. They were 2-0 down. They, yes, they did have a couple of chances, and, and I think they just like to make us nervous and keep us on our toes. They don't want us to feel too relaxed while we're watching the game. We don't want it to be any fun, because uh, it did, you know, I mean, at one point, I'm sitting here with my feet up, you know, watching the cat take a bath in front of the TV. I don't know if any of y'all saw my picture on the on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but, I did. Yeah, it was, I it did. Was, I did. <laughs> yeah, well, he was just sitting there in that. I mean, he was actually taking a full scale. Yeah, he was grooming himself. But yeah, it was. So yeah, and I, isn't that kind of how it started with them? Well, I mean, they did. They scored early early in the second half um, in the league game a week or so ago. So, yeah, I think they like to keep us on our toes. I don't, and I don't know if we were just kind of like, oh, yeah, the first half was easy. Let's whatever. But anyway, um, yeah. And, you know, part of me feels a little disloyal because, you know, there's so few American players in the Premier League. I always kind of feel the need to, to cheer for them, but not when they're playing us. So, <laughs> Hey, you've got um, a manager now. Yeah, I know. We're hey, we're taking over. Y'all better watch out. Exactly. Um, 
So yes, um, yeah, I was going to be very upset if if you know Pulisic was the one who who scored again, you know, in the Chelsea game on Sunday. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it, it did. It, it they started off trying to give us. But you know the thing that because I just realized we didn't mention Ox. I don't think at all in the first half, and I kept having to kind of remind myself that he was playing, but he did have that nice try. Um, you know, fairly early in the uh, in the second half um, that just missed. So, but I really wanted him to. I feel like Ox is just kind of he seems a little lost right now to me. Yeah, I was going to bring up Ox. We had a couple dodgy performances, Stephen, but Ox. Maybe Gomez to a certain extent. He had a couple sloppy moments, and, and we'll get to the goal, obviously. But there's a couple players there you're looking at and thinking, ah, you're probably too good to be squad players at Liverpool, and maybe the wrong fit to be squad players at Liverpool. I look at Ox, for instance, and think you should be playing week in, week out as much as you can at a certain level team, and you're never going to be that at Liverpool. And probably Gomez is going into that category as well for me, because... Well, he's too good to be fourth choice at any club, to be fair. But I'm not saying I want to get rid of them, but I think for the betterment of their career, maybe in the summer? Yeah, I think think in the first half, Ox was better. I think he was more suited playing on the right. I think he looked a a bit lost once Elliot came on. But then Elliot's like, you know, he's the 18-year-old superstar that we all think is the second coming of, Second coming of Kingston Messi. So, you know, it's um everyone's focusing on him, right? No one's really focusing on what Ox is doing. But that's what that was my point about keeping hold of Jones is I do wonder if Ox might move on. Yeah. But also he's he's had a child in the last few months and anyone with kids knows that can that can break you for, for weeks and months on end. And maybe some of his form is because he's silly things like complete change to his lifestyle and sleep deprivation and all those things or maybe he's just not going to get back to the player that we wanted him to be so I don't know I I don't I don't think we'll see him much longer, he might see out his contract mm-hmm. or he might end up at a West Ham or a Villa, you know, a team that's pushing for European places that could make the most of him, but I don't. Unfortunately, I really like him as a player, and I really like. I love the videos where you see him in the, with the squad. Right, he seems to have a really positive impact on the dressing room, but I can't. I can't see him being here for more than another season. Yeah, because he must be. He must be what twenty eight or something. I'll, I'll look it up in a sec. But he, he must be in the midst of his prime, prime years. Uh, Oxford Chamberlain. I don't know why I said it like that. D D D. This is good radio. He is twenty eight, and he goes twenty nine in in the summer. So yeah, he's in the middle of his prime. So yeah, may, maybe he wants to be playing a bit more. But uh, yeah, Lisa Marie, it, it's a strange one with a few of our players because I think we always ask this when we get to the cup games when you you're looking at players who who've played a big part at different spells in the in the team, but. Then you look at them playing bit parts, such as Gomez and such as Ox and, and obviously Origi and stuff like that. And you think, how long can you be happy doing this? Obviously, we have success, which helps, but maybe they do move to a, to a West Ham or, or a Bournemouth when they get promoted and give us all the money again. 
Yeah, I mean, you do. You do have to wonder. I mean, the only thing I can think of it, and not just because we're per se winning things, but I think also just the culture in and of itself at the club is probably outweighs the lack of playing time for for some of these guys. You know, you're you're you know you're in a place where you know you're surrounded by good people. You've got you know, I mean, we all know work environments are a lot better when you enjoy the people you're working with on a day-to-day basis. And I mean, especially, you know, the, the type of life these guys live, they, you know, they spend more time with their, you know, their teammates than they do with their family. So, you know, I have to wonder if, if that's a little bit of it is, well, you know, maybe, yeah, I'm not playing all the time, but you know, I, I like, I like where I'm at and I like, you know, who I'm around all the time. But yeah, Ox especially. I mean, I I think I would not be surprised if he ends up moving on in the summer. And and you have to think West Ham or Villa would probably be a pretty good place to be just with what's going on at both of those clubs and, you know, kind of the, I guess, sort of resurgence that, that they're both kind of going through, that those would probably be, you know, from what I can tell, good good places to go, but... Yeah, it'll it'll he'll be one. He and Divac, I think, will both be two that'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. Yeah, if he wants to stay at the club long term, though, because he really likes being a Liverpool player, he likes all his mates, he's settled, and he is seen as being, you know, Milner's replacement for the influence of the dressing room. I'd be all up for that. But what I would love to see him doing is becoming the backup to Trent. Because I know he's not a right back, but he's got so many of those positive mindset, like getting the ball forward. He might, he can cross, he can, again, it's not as good as Trent, but he can play a long ball. He can play a through ball. He can play a quick pass and go. You know, there's lots of good things that he does that I think would be a really good foil for when we want to rush Trent or mix things up. But didn't he leave Arsenal because he wanted to play centre midfield? So that probably won't happen. That I do think that might extend his career with us if he took that as a route and he knew he was going to get 10, 15 starts around Trent and then a handful of more games in midfield and, as I said, replace that sort of Swiss Army life role that Milner's doing. Because I know there are some rumours about Milner staying, but if he does stay, he's going to get less and less games because he's coming to the end of his career, right? He's had over 800 matches. There's, there's a point where he's not going to have to play more than five Premier League games in a season. Mm-hmm. So we'll need somebody else versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you think about Milner, we do... Well, we don't want him playing in midfield for a start, but yeah, that's... Uh, well, I don't, anyway. Might be different for other people. But uh, yeah, I think Milner would be probably best for him if he moves on. But he's always welcome back as a coach. Uh, absolutely, um, but I do like that Ox show. I think I can't remember who it might have been. Stephen Smith. I think there was an article from him about Ox. It might have been Sam Maguire again. Actually, it's one of them. It's always one of it them. It was two. one of them. Yeah, as, as Stephen yeah. was talking, thinking, I'm like somebody. Somebody just said that here in the last couple of days. Yeah. So, um I didn't have a chance to read the article, but I saw the headline. Yeah. I've been banging on about this on Twitter with good old Dave Hendricks about two years, just because. <laughs> Just because the way he plays, like, and I think maybe at the age of his career, as he said, like, if he wants to play regular first team football, that might be a good avenue for him. Otherwise, we can all be happy for him playing for Villa next year. 
I like how we just link everyone to Villa now because of Steven Gerrard. <laughs> uh, to, to be fair, it's probably one of the better teams you want to go to as well. Um, before we do loads of subs and Norwich bring on some players I've never heard of, um, we should have had a penalty, and I don't know why it wasn't given a penalty, Stephen. Because we don't have very good officials. What is VAR? I, I don't understand. You can't blame a piece of technology. Like, it's I'm not, not the camera's fault. The person using it doesn't know how to look at a picture. I'm the camera. Yes. I don't know which knobhead it was, but he's a knobhead. I mean, maybe they just felt bad for Norwich. I don't know. It was... The commentary team were like, oh, um, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the main commenter, and he wasn't convinced enough. Alan Smith was like, that's a penalty. And they showed the replay, and he was like, that, that's a penalty. And he just doesn't like us. When he says it's a penalty, then it's a penalty, right? It just it just was a penalty. I, I don't understand why it wasn't. It's just strange to me. Uh, Lubo's just shared something in the chat, which is more important now. Uh, Klopp says Curtis Jones felt his thigh a little, uh, a little bit, hence his substitution, but he hinted that it wasn't a serious problem. Now, we know with Klopp, he does lie about injuries. <laughs> so, we'll say that with a pinch of salt. Um, at the same time, right? At the same time, don't take a risk. We're cruising. We've got plenty of options. Get him off, because we're going to need him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Well, maybe we did lose control of the game a bit, because I'll, I'll come on to the subs now, where we should have obviously had a penalty. Uh, Ox hit the post a bit earlier on than that, but we make some uh, make another couple of subs. I think uh, Morton comes on for Henderson, who we obviously need to protect at the minute with a couple of injuries in midfield. Um, whereas Norwich bring off three people. I didn't I didn't even know who came on. That's how lazy I got here. But Pookie, Norman, Norman, and Rashika came off, who were probably three of their most key players. Uh, they brought I can't remember his first name, but Raw came on. A young lad I've never really heard of, but he he seemed to make an impact. But he he was probably the only one who really attacked Milner on that wing, and um, yeah, he, he he made a bit of an impact. I can't remember who else came on, but uh, Sergeant came on at half time. But um, Norwich were quite good in the second half, to be fair to him. We just kind of, I think we stepped off the pedal a, a wee bit, and that that's kind of why they they got a sloppy goal. Um, Look, for all the things we say about Hendo, when he goes off and Morton's. One comes on for him. Mm. He's end of the day. He's playing with Ox, who is playing within himself at the moment, and another teenager and Elliot, who's trying to make things happen further up the pitch. And he just doesn't necessarily have the experience to always be in the right place or make the right pass. Um, I put down at about the sixteenth minute that Morton picks up the ball in a really good, like he's got really good possession. He's in a really good position as well, but then he just makes the wrong decision on the edge of the box, like. These are kids. We've got to be patient. If, if yeah, yeah, you got to be patient. I think Martin, obviously, uh, Martin's a young lad. With he's number six at the, at the minute, and he's played he's played well this this season. Um, he kind of he kind of needs to play with Thiago and Cater and the really good first team players well, no, I, to get the I, best I, out of him, rather than Ox and Harvey who. You've not really got anyone there trying to 
To be fair, I think that's more. I think that's more apparent with Harvey. To be fair, I think Morton. I think there's di there's different levels of youngsters there. Morton's kind of more of a surprise package, whereas Harvey, we kind of seen it from from the beginning, haven't we? I think with Harvey, you kind of need to give him the platform of the better players to let him go be himself. Whereas when he's playing with Morton and Ox, I think he's kind of almost playing with him in within himself a bit too much, and it's almost like no point playing him. I'm not, but he obviously needs the minutes, but he's not playing his natural thing. Whereas Morton, I agree, but I don't think he needs Thiago and stuff. I think he may need someone like Henderson basically just shouting at him. <laughs> um, no, I think he needs a bit more experience in front of him, controlling yeah. the game a little bit more. Um, we know how great Alts can be on his day, but today he wasn't doing a lot. And that means we've normally got, there's normally somebody between Fabinho and if it is Harvey, Harvey, right? Someone who's mm -hmm. playing the old genie role, what Kate is doing a really good job of that Thiago is world class at, which is controlling the pace of the game and knowing when to slow things down and speed things up and being that connecting player. And Ox isn't that connecting player. And one of the things Thiago is world class at is knowing when to drop into a double pivot, when to push forward. And again, Ox doesn't, that's not part of his game. So Morton was kind of left a little bit isolated. Okay, Norwich didn't punish it didn't push him too much apart from for the goal and he'll learn from today but he didn't really have somebody around him to give him simple passes at times no. well and he also even if you think of who was behind him um i mean of course gomez just hasn't played as much but i think if you know maybe van dyke or even if robertson had been at left back you know again two players that are more likely oh. to maybe you know shout some instructions Um, difference too um whereas you know i i'm not saying that joe and, and costas don't do that but it's not, not necessarily something i've noticed either of them tending to do so that it may have that may have contributed as well yeah no out of context dramatic just throwing limbs <laughs> and shapes as well well john matip would just be in midfield at that pit, at that point to be fair so yeah <laughs> uh but uh, yeah i think we're not really blame the young lads. We did lose control a bit, but it's it's two 18, 19-year-olds against what is a Premier League team, whether they're 20th or not, it's still a Premier League team. They're basically 21st in the Premier League because they will get relegated then come back up. <laughs> but then one of those 18-year-olds plays a really cheeky ball for Ox that doesn't come off and then puts it on a plate for Jota at the back post. I didn't say yes. he was a bad. I didn't say he was a bad eighteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to admit, like that sixty-eighth minute, Elliot's crossed the back post. I was pretty much ready to cheer. I just expected it to go in because that is such a a Jota goal. I remember when we first, like the day we signed Jota, Sam Maguire had a had an article up just showing how many goals he thought that Jota was going to get from back post headers and tap-ins because the way he plays. And I was like, oh. Oh no, he's he's missed. He never misses. <laughs> but, but we already covered that Jada didn't seem quite at it today, or yeah. you know, he, he just seemed his timing or something was just a a little. I can't even put my finger on on what it was, but there was just something that wasn't quite right. So I I think most games this season he would have got that header in, but that's okay. He's allowed to miss one every now and again. And then we have to put up with some rubbish commentary about Ebu. 
talking absolute tripe about how well it's taking him to settle in. What and commentary did you have? ITV. Ah. Oh, you Seventy second minute, they went on some rubbish about how long it's taking him to settle in and why it would be so hard to settle in as a centre half for us. But it's like he's been pretty much class since his first match. Yeah, have you been watching the same player as the rest of us? Yeah, but it's Sam Matterface and Lee Dixon, like the most boring duo ever. Nobody listened to them. I would like when I saw it was on ITV, I was praying for Ali McCoyst, and it just wasn't. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. So I was basically just zoned out, not listening. So yeah, it, you you don't have this problem, Lisa. You might have your own awful commentators, but yeah, on ITV. I'm not even sure who that. I mean, I'm on my. It was on ESPN over here, and I mean, the in studio team is horrid. Um, no, and it was on ESPN Sunday as well. And we had um, Peter Drury, and I can't remember who the other one was. So that was okay. But today, I don't know who they were, but they were boring. I mean, I kind of didn't even really listen to them very much. <laughs> so, I wouldn't call them controversial. It might have been. It might have been. It might have been because they. Do that sometimes. Um, I don't know who they were. I didn't. I didn't remember hearing them talking about. Even I might have actually been on the phone at that point as well. I had two phone calls: one in the first half, one in the second half. So. The worst thing is the better. The worst thing was Ebo had literally just owned Row, and had basically walked the ball off the pitch, letting the letting the kid try and run into him and run through him. And he just said, his, "He was like, you're not coming through me. The ball's going out for goal kick. Get out of the way, mate." And they were talking absolute rubbish about him. Can't Can wait I, to hit the only thing Kanata did wrong was the goal, which wasn't his. He wasn't the biggest error. He just kind of went out I, a bit. I don't agree with you. I think he's the biggest error. I think the fact he's about five meters in front of Joe means that Joe's Joe's in a lose lose because if he steps forward, then he's going to lose loads of more space, and if he steps back, he's letting the guy shoot. I think everyone's going to play Joe Gomez, but I think it's Ibu's fault for being massively out of position, having done a bit of a matip and gone wandering. And there's no... There's out, of, out of all our centre-backs in recent years, you pick matip to go wandering. Not not Skirtle or Lovren, you pick Joel Matip. I'm sticking to the ones who still play for How us. dare you? How dare you pick on Joel? We've had some wonderful... Lovren and Moreno podcasts over the last decade, Guy. We don't need to... I know, but when they were together, they were just a terrible combination. Anyway, Joe Gomez is going to get blamed, but I think it's... The problem is, is Ibu's so out of position, Joe hasn't got too many choices. I know Dixon says he should close him down, but if he closes him down, he's leaving himself open for up to play in one of the other... Because there's quite a few Norwich players charging forward. And I kind of thought Ali would save it from there. So he couldn't see, to be fair. Joe Joe jo Gomez is a wide human being. No, I, I... <laughs> I'm not saying Joe was perfect. I'm just saying. Oh, no. I, I, he, I think he's the scapegoat. I think they both got it wrong. But I think it's a communication thing. They don't play together anywhere near as much. And as you said, neither of them are vocal. We all know how vocal Virgil is. And I think Matic's become reasonably vocal. Even if it's after the fact, with you know the arms and legs going, but but we missed that right from those two. When those two play together, they don't have that at the moment. And I think that what the cause of that. I think that's what the cause of the problem was. Is he hasn't got Joe shouting again? Where the fuck are you going? Come back. 
And there isn't Fabinho to go, oh, look, one of my centre-halves has gone for a wonder. I better fill in. Because well, it... that, that's the thing. I think Canate goes into the space you'd probably expect the midfielder to be in. And we, we just mentioned it, it, the midfield was a winger and two toddlers. And or, one, one you know, toddler and winger. <laughs> or a full-back with the recovery pace to maybe get in <laughs> and close down the space a bit more. Not, not a full-back who's probably needs to sit down and have a cup of tea. You just love bullying Milner and Joel Matthew. No, no wait, wait, I'm not saying it's Milner's fault. I'm saying because you can't expect Milner to get back. You said the half shouldn't go a wandering, and he did. Oh, he, he went for a walk, and he forgot. He got he got pulled out of position by Sergeant. Sergeant, we said at the beginning, was really good, but he and I know he's a young centre half. Kind of kind of should have known better, right? He should have been like, no, I need to I need to keep my line with Joe, and he didn't. Anywho, who cares? We won. That's a bit go It was two one. It made it exciting for the last ten minutes, hundred fifteen minutes. Um, so basically, after their goal, we go. Well, we'll bring on Diaz and Mane, and that'll stop them going forward. But they did have a chance uh, in the eighty fourth minute. That young lad, Ro, I mentioned earlier, can't remember his first name. Um, he made he made uh, Allison do a good save, which was probably the only thing Allison had to do because. Allison in the FA Cup, he's just not the same. He doesn't want. He's belittled by the domestic cups. Allison, he doesn't like it. That's what I'll go with. Yeah, there was a moment at the end of the first half where there's a shot going miles wide. I think Lee Dixon on commentary said that Ali's that Ali's dived for it because he's bored. He was. <laughs> it probably was. Well, he was bored. The pundit that I had kept calling him Becker, and it was driving me nuts. Oh no. <laughs> To be fair, at least that's his name. We still get the occasional one who calls him Firmino, and I just want to die inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it would honestly it's been take like me seven years. a second to realise who he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, yes. So, yeah. Oh, I can't be dealing with that. But that's pretty much yeah, no, the he game. Was, that was kind of it. That was pretty much the game. A bit boring, but we're through, and we see who we have in the uh, the draw tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure of all the teams going through. We can still play. Well, depends if Bor- uh, Boreham would get upset by Everton tomorrow. But um, yeah, any Chelsea any people? Won. You- <laughs> Chelsea won. Southampton won. won Middles- yeah. Middlesbrough won. I've been promised oh. tickets by Gags if we if we go there. Um, <laughs> so hopefully it's Borough. But any any anyone you want in the in the um, in the draw, Lisa Marie? Before we go, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess for for you guys, like Middlesbrough. There we go. Just, there you go. Stephen, <laughs> who would you like? I think we're getting Chelsea because Chelsea's going to be an absolute circus to the end of the season. Now with them being up for sale, I. I wouldn't mind West Ham away just because I can go to the match after work because the office, you can see the stadium. West Ham got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, but West Ham lost. Oh, they lost to Southampton, South didn't they? So that's, that's no good to me. I don't care. We'll win. I said on Sunday, we're winning it all. We're winning the quadruple. I don't care. Bring on, bring on everybody. Well, there you go. I mean, would you rather play Man City now or later in, in the semi-final? Playing now just to really piss Pep off. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> get City, get City at Anfield. That one, I'd probably prefer that than City at Wembley. To be fair, 
Um, then it's when it's ten minutes to go. Bring Milner on just to keep kicking them. No, because he'll get sent off. Like he should have. He should have in the early game. It's fine. <laughs> Diaz will have a hat trick. We'll be winning, and he can come and That's kick him. That's true. Imagine, oh, Diaz could embarrass Kyle Walker. Oh, I want to see that now. Um, but yeah, we'll start that to is... see it in a few weeks. But... We will. We will. I think it's April. I think it's the start of April. We play them. I think isn't it's it? like the tenth, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Christ, I'm away on the Saturday. I'll have to rush home for that. Um, oh dear. Live realizations there. But that is it for the podcast. We one two one. Hopefully we'll by the time you listen to this, maybe the draws happened. I think it happens before the Everton game tomorrow. Um but yeah, we'll see who we get. And we may be on our way to another Wembley trip after the next round, but I'll be there. I'm not sure who my guests will be by uh, by now. But we'll see you then. But thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to my guests. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.